Special late night before you interrupt him. Fuck! Yeah, I was going to. We were totally on track. My lips were sealed. God damn it! For once, at least. Hey guys, this is Bill. Hi, I'm Rick. I need Ryan. Are you there? I need. I'm done with these fucking guys. Anyway, welcome to a special late night friday edition of the miseducation of bill we're gonna call this one the miseducation of bill after dark yeah that's right the it's late at night and the filter's off and we're ready to just uh say what we really think get loose you know unlike those previous episodes when we were really holding back on each other right yes so guys ah what a week here in the pn dubs yeah hang on a second Oh, oh cracking it open, beverage. getting loose. Yeah. What are you guys drinking tonight? I've never heard a juice press sound like that before. <laughs> hey, this is a beer I'm drinking. What kind of beer? Well, why don't you guys tell me what you're drinking first? <laughs> I have uh, a good old-fashioned uh, Georgetown brewing Bodhisattva. Look at you. I also have a Georgetown beer, and it's the Soft Clothes IPA. Mm. Nice. Yeah, we, we had that one last week. Uh, last weekend, sure that was did. real delicious. Bill, what bullshit do you have? I have the Michelob Ultra Exotic Fruit Infusion Lime and Prickly Pear Cactus Lager. <laughs> did you guys just hear that sound on the podcast? And it is good. That sound on the podcast was the sound of my eyes rolling back in my head so far. <laughs> Oh, that's called oh, this one. This one is tasty, you guys. Oh, it's good. Ninety-five yeah, but... calories, two point five carbs, four percent alcohol. Right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Definitely not a sponsor. <laughs> I wish. Reach out and touch me, Michelob Ultra. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> It's going to be a good one tonight. I think we're off track already. Yeah. We're sitting here waiting for snow and watching Bill be an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's been waiting around in it for a couple of days. But uh, those of us that live up north of the uh, Seattle line, we, uh, we're we still waiting on the big snowfall. It's supposed to come tomorrow. Hmm. Weather talk. Always interesting. <laughs> Especially three yeah. weeks later. <laughs> Weather the traffic on the twos and the fives. <laughs> Shout out to Steve Poole. Keeping it real. There's a clog down the S-curves. <laughs> oh, well, man. Uh, you know, we get together every week to talk about some movies. So, Rick, what movie did we watch this week? We watched Airheads. And um, I want to kind of already talk to the listeners a bit and tell them that I apologize for assigning the movie to Bill that is pretty hard to find. Um, I don't think it's even streaming anywhere. And if you haven't seen it, you probably weren't going to seek it out. But I think it'll still be fun to talk about. 
um, we did this movie specifically so that we could kind of get a little gauge on Bill being a little more normal. So these are just movies that were fun <laughs> <laughs> at times that we've all enjoyed. And let's see what he had to do. Yeah. I'm still coming down off of the rage cloud from the Forget Paris debacle. And even though we had Step Brothers last episode and I agreed it was funny, it, it, it was still it's still hard for me right now to to go into any film objectively because I'm still on tilt a bit. It really uh, ruffled your feathers, that one. It did. It did. But the feathers were already ruffled because he likes that movie so much. <laughs> like, that just makes his baseline wrong, right? <laughs> wrong. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Why don't, why don't you guys walk us through Airheads and the plot and why you guys like it? Why you think it's fun and why you think it might hold up today? All right. Okay. I see where you're going with this trying to be coy with your position um airheads so i like that i mean obviously they picked a title that went well with the fact that these guys are dumb and uh but they're dumb in three entertaining and different ways uh and so basically the premise of this movie is it's a band who hasn't made it yet doesn't like barely's playing clubs they're not very good. They have one song and they want to make it big. <clears throat> so they're trying to, trying to, uh, find a way to make it on the big stage and, uh, get signed by a record label. So this movie takes place in the nineties when getting signed by a record label was a thing that you did to make money as a musician, whereas now it's kind of a whole different thing. But, uh, <clears throat> these three guys, um, Chaz, Pip, and uh Rex they they want to they want to get their band the Lone Rangers uh signed to a record deal and they want to uh make it big as rock stars okay and i'll jump in here that was the first part where i chuckled a little bit was when you found out that the band was called the Lone Rangers um because uh, Rick and I have been in a fantasy football league for like six years where his team name has been the Lone Rangers. And I've always <laughs> made fun of him for how stupid that is. But uh, now I know it's from a movie. There you go. You know, I never actually put that together. I forgot that I did. That. <laughs> and I, th- I always thought that everyone got that joke because everyone had seen that movie, but maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hadn't. Nice. So the Lone Rangers. um, you know, not to be like, hey, I'm going to tell you how a movie goes, but they're working. I've done it before on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they they uh, they devise a, a scheme, a scheme to get their uh, their demo on the radio, because I think that's the way to get a record deal is to get their, their demo on the radio. They break into a radio station and try and hijack that radio station to play their song but shit goes sideways but it it happens so organically right that's that's what makes this so interesting right is that they don't have any intention of hostily taking over this radio station they're just trying to sneak in and get the guy to play the cd and then when he says no steve buscemi loses his mind and pulls out his squirt gun full of pepper sauce that was discontinued from the toy store because it looks too real. 
<laughs> right. And I think that's part of this movie's charm is that there's there are these moments where it's like very organically working its way through the story. Like things are set up and then they work out, but it doesn't you don't sense it out. Like it's not like a rom-com where you're like, "Oh, this is going to play in later." It just kind of builds and then, "Oh, it all fits together." It's also kind of fun in this movie that like everybody that's in it, you know, are all they seem like good dudes. The band, they're all like nice guys. They're not dicks. You know, there's people that you maybe would hang out with. They're, some of their language is a bit suspect and some of the dumb things uh, Brendan Fraser says in this movie right. are a bit outdated and didn't make any sense then. Right. Like, I've never called someone half a butt puppet for like at least three days. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, they they picked it, up on some very, I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt in saying it was mid-90s Southern California slang that didn't spread past Southern California. But, yes. Or trying way too hard to... Or trying... Try to make, they're trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, that's that's where I was going with it. Yeah, yeah. They, what's, what's fun about watching some of these old movies that I haven't seen before is seeing, like, Steve you know, Buscemi, 11 crazy people... Person? Well, 11 people in a movie that are all that all go on to other things that right. they're famous for. You know what I mean? Like you see these movies that can just pack in star power and still be like low budget comedies because none of them were famous yet, you know? Um I yeah. will say having watched The West Wing many times, it was a little disturbing to see <laughs> the uh questionable behavior of the president's middle daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they should have brought that up during the election, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. Did you pick up on the one of the best lines in the movie from her? Maybe. When they're getting... So when they're uh, changing the radio station <laughs> format? Oh, okay. You said when they're getting... F- <laughs> I was thinking right. of a different scene. <laughs> uh, they, they're all getting fired, and you just hear her go... All those blowjobs for nothing. <laughs> That's the best. Part. No, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that line. Oh, it's the best part. Yeah. It, it's just it's off in the background and it's super funny and right. it's like, oh, that's a great one. Everyone did a good job in this film. Like hey, there, there weren't any terrible, terrible actors. No one stepped on each other's lines. It was cool. <laughs> so uh, the fact you bring that up, um, and one of the things. It's Friday night. Can good I, good can podcast I, team. Good can, podcasting involves interrupting. Can I mute him? <laughs> you can try. <laughs> um, that that brings up one thing that I think Rick and I kind of talked about, alluded to when we were talking about the, in the pre-show for this this movie. Um, Michael Richards in this movie. Ugh, he's the worst. But he's funny in this movie. No, he's the worst part of the movie. He should not be in the movie at all. Hate it. The only reason he's in the movie is to get a real gun into the hostage scenario. That's the only reason he's there. Yep. And you could have found a way more creative way to do it. Like how how many lines does he have in this movie? I mean, he's probably got like five, like four or five. Yeah, yeah, not a lot. Yeah. And the rest but, is just like him, like shaking around. He's in got a lot of fan. he's got a lot of physical comedy that he's yeah, doing, which you don't like, Bill. So I don't know why you say that. Maybe he's not. He's funny in this movie. 
nice nice shrug of the shoulders for a podcast uh, yeah yeah I'm, I'm saying i'm i'm keeping my opinions a little close to the chest on this one i think it's is it is it chest or vest it's, it's vest <laughs> okay well you wear a vest on your chest you wear a lot of vests you're the most vest wearing vest wearer of all i, <laughs> I like a good vest um you know, you were saying you're talking about the actors in this movie, though. So I love this movie. It, it here's the thing about this movie: when we talk about nostalgia, this is a huge one for me, a hundred percent. But mostly, but mostly because I think it was like Cinemax that like it was on every day, or I and then I had to record it on a VHS tape and just rewatch it over and over and over again because it was there was enough funny lines in it, and it wasn't super popular, but the people that I knew that liked it all kind of had the same sense of humor, so it was really fun to watch. Where does this fit in the chronology of Adam Sandler movies? Like, is this before or after Billy Madison? Before. Right before. I think like a year before. Okay. So yeah. is this... What has he done? What movie had he done before this? He was in SNL. Nothing, yeah. Nothing um, Nothing like big. Like, he, I think he made his own movie that... What's it called? Something going overboard or something that no one ever saw. He was never in a famous movie until this was his this first This was one. the first one that he was in. Okay. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, it's interesting because you think like you see all of these the Adam Sandler movies and it's got Steve Buscemi in it and then the first cop on the scene he's in all of his movies what's his name? I don't know his name. You know who I'm know. talking about? Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he wears the glove in the wedding singer and yeah. Um like and Chris Farley's in it. Obviously, you know, Chris Farley is his SNL friend, but um it's it's just interesting because this obviously isn't like an Adam Sandler movie. He's just in it, but it has all those guys in it. So they, you know, must have connected on this film and had a lot of fun making it. And that's why he kept bringing them back in other films that he made. Right. Right. Well, especially these guys that are his buddies, you know, because those guys, those guys, um, you know, those guys that you don't know any of their names, like the Dantes and the other guy of the world, you know, has, you know, the guy from the water boy that was in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those guys are in everything. And those, those guys, I don't know when they met, they might've been, those might've been in there because of Adam Sandler, but you know, he wasn't huge. I mean, Brendan Fraser was the guy in this movie, right? He oh, was, he was, yeah. He had been in Sino man and they were making him a star. Right. Turned out pretty well for him. Mm -hmm. Right. Up until the mummy where he made millions of dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, that sellout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think he's, guys, I think he's fine. Yeah. Right. If they offered me millions of dollars to make the mummy, I'd do it too. <laughs> so he had, because he had been in Encino Man. He had been in School Ties. That was pretty big. He was in. I have no idea what that is. With Honors. I think that, that's. Never heard of it. Going Overboard. That's the movie you're looking for. Going Overboard. Oh, yeah. The, that one that I said earlier. I thought you said something Perfect. else other than going. It'll be funny if I did or didn't. Leave it in. <laughs> Take it out. Uh, um, Shake it all about. Are we talking about the hokey pokey? <laughs> um, so this is at least one of Joe Montaigne's best roles. I know it's it's the best. I mean, Joe it's Montaigne no forget movie. Paris. It's no. the best <laughs> Joe Montaigne movie that we've reviewed so far in this podcast. It is I mean, best. second best. Sure. It is the 100 percent best. Joe Montaigne. No, movie. he's he's great in this role. I like him. I like him a lot. He and the shark. I like he has like that character's fully fleshed out too, right? So Right. He's like, oh, when he's talking to the 
to the radio before they uh, they take over the radio. He's like, "What's up, guppies?" Like his fans are called the guppies. They already planned that out. Like he's the shark, they're the guppies. It, you know, the, he's a fully fleshed character, mm-hmm. which I and like. and I like I like how you know at first he is just trying to get rid of these guys and like you know the station owner or whatever. He's he's kind of on his side as a captive of these guys and then gradually he starts supporting them as the captor and to the to the point when when Michael Richards drops the actual Uzi he picks it up and hands it back to Brendan Fraser like hey finish your finish what you're doing here HK yeah. MP5 but yes I get what you're saying sure whatever um well okay so now that we've gone into talking about these guys um well I guess we should talk about Michael McKean first He's always great in everything. It's crazy to look at these guys. Is he the he's the villain guy he's with the Milo? Yeah, yeah, with the pony knob. Yeah, what else is he in? I mean, everything. Like I recognized his face. Well, like, do you watch any of the uh, Christopher Guest movies? What are those? <laughs> so, like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> was he a Batman? <laughs> Spinal Tap. No. A Mighty Wind. No. Best in show. Yes. Okay, good. Waiting Oof. for Guffman. No. Okay. Okay. Well, any You've seen one. He's seen one. I've yeah, seen one. Seen, the one about the dog my, show. Yeah, probably my favorite one. Well, Spinal Tap's pretty good, too. Fun um, fact. Okay. Fun yeah. fact. I am anyone with the last name McKean, spelled like Michael McKean, I am related to. Really? Yeah. Well, call him up. Get him on the pod. Why didn't we have him on this episode well, to talk about Airheads? Yeah, there's some beef there. So. Yeah. He just wants to talk about Better Call Saul yeah, all the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had a... Is he in that? Yeah. He's his brother. There there was a the beef about what tartan to wear in Nova Scotia, and yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. Um. So, there's a little problem with this movie that I have. It's not a problem, because I think... I don't know what he's doing. But can we talk about Judd Nelson for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> He's the I, best. Okay. Uh, you don't know who Judd Nelson is? He seems Which like one he, is he? Jimmy Wing. Jimmy Wing, come on. The record Jimmy executive Wing. with the soul patch. Oh, okay, with the soul patch. With the okay. really aggressive soul patch. Sure. And the double-breasted suit. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't recognize him. Is he an actor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That we know yes, he's, from things? He's in that, You've seen I mean, Breakfast Club, right? No, I no. I thought you said you've seen Breakfast Club. No, I don't think you've seen barely any John Hughes movies. Is Is that a guy that acts? Yeah, sure. He was Uh, kind of a big deal. I think maybe I think maybe I've seen parts of Breakfast Club. Anyway, if you don't worry, we'll 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 fix that. Put it on the list. Um, He's in another one. He's in a movie that I really like. That we haven't even talked about. I know Bill hasn't seen it, um, but New Jack City. I have no idea what that it's, is. That's probably one of my when that movie is on TV. It's one of those movies I never turn off, and if I, I'll seek it out once in a while to watch. I mean, it's a little, it's weird because it's kind of gritty, but it's still really fun to watch. I mean, not fun. It's a good movie. It's a good. It's a gangland <laughs> movie from the nineties. Fun like Full Metal Jacket was fun. <laughs> in a way, yes. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, the other thing in this movie we forget too is how about David Arquette? 
This character is so great. <laughs> yes. I know. Okay, that's who that was. I knew I recognized him, and I was trying to remember what it was from. But yeah, yeah. When you say his name, I know I've seen him in some other stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, it's hard is it, to... He, he was married to Courtney Cox for a while. Yep. And he was in Scream 2. He was in all the Screams. Was he? Pretty sure. I don't, are you sure he's in the first one? I think so. I mean, he's the guy, he's the cop in all those movies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Ernie Hudson? How about Ernie Hudson showing up in this movie? I don't know who that is. Well, yeah, but Some he ghost- hasn't watched Ghostbusters, so he doesn't know who Ernie Hudson oh, I forgot. is. I forgot he hasn't watched Ghostbusters. <laughs> I liked, I liked Chris Farley showing up. That was fun. That was a pleasant yeah. surprise. Improvise. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> when he rips the nipple ring out of that guy. <laughs> Nipple? If if you if you didn't tell, <laughs> I didn't people, know how to end that sentence. <laughs> nipple. That's how you end every sentence, though, because periods look like little nipples. <laughs> um, don't you think it's weird if you sat down and someone was like, I don't know, name like a cool cast from the '90s and don't tell me what movie it is, and you named all these people, you'd be like, yeah. And and most people would know because they haven't seen this movie, but everybody shows up in this movie. It's crazy. Right. You you would guess like Happy Gilmore or something like that. Right. And you also have to think about like there's a couple of cameos, right? Yeah. Remember, oh, yeah. remember when Le- when Lenny showed up in the crowd? Who's Lenny? <laughs> Lenny. Who Lenny. would win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Trick question. Right. Lemmy I, I remember God. them asking that question, but I didn't know who Lemmy was. <laughs> oh, so this is what's here's a here's a fun little oh, fact. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, wait. Don't go don't go too far yet. I gotta <laughs> tell you. Bill has a kind of knowledge of who Lemmy is, but he doesn't know he knows it. Have so, I seen him in concert? No, you haven't. But okay. you do like to sing one of his band's songs all the time constantly what do i sing all the time i sing some i sing something all the time <laughs> i mean every time someone brings up a certain card in a deck of cards oh does he sing ace of spades <laughs> yes he does <laughs> also also i do believe that both of you gentlemen accompanied me when we went to a certain bar which was the favorite bar of lemmy when we the were Rainbow. in los angeles the okay I did go there, yes. I still don't know what band he's from, but wait a second. We did go to the Rainbow Room, and there we there was talk about a band a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his own smoking patio and a statue out there. Right, right. We went out there, yeah. and we were yeah. talking about it. And mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the band. Um, I only know that song because it was one of the tracks in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. And I played that game on the PlayStation a lot with my brother. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, it would have been like, should I guess? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you should. 100%. Okay. Let's see. It's it's fast and it's shouty. It's um, pro- Metallica. No. Uh, was I close? I mean. It starts with yeah, an M. starts with an M. Oh. Is it Motorhead? Yes, yes, it is. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, yeah. Second try. <laughs> I I wasn't sure if that was a band or a song. Um, you know the scene when they are 
confessing all of their when they were nerds in high school scene. Yes, I liked that scene. That was the scene I related to. (laughs) (laughs) I also wore corduroy pants. (laughs) (laughs) So Lemmy, I forgot, does he say they used to masturbate a lot? No, he was the, I was the editor of the school magazine. Oh, that's what it is, yeah. So that's Lemmy. And, And the guy that was, I used to masturbate constantly. That's Stuttering John. Right, okay. How do we know Stuttering John? From the Howard Stern show. Oh, that's like just what he's from. Yeah. And then he had a little like life after that, but it was not anything to speak of. As with most characters that were launched from a Howard Stern show. Um. So I did some research the other day. It was very, as you guys know, um, in how depth? I do things. <laughs> how I do things. It was a very light search. Um. Was Brendan Fraser singing that song at the end? <laughs> at the end of at the, the movie at in the prison? end, I think he was in prison. I thought he was. It seemed like it seemed like he was trying to like make that voice. Um, yeah. So we talked about this in the, in the pre-show, and um, I I just watched it as I am wont to do, watching it right before the pod. And uh, in the credits, it says the song "Degenerate." was performed by, quote-unquote, the, the Lone, Lone Rangers. Rangers. Right. So uh, there's no clues there, but it sounds like it's him, and it's not very good quality. So I'm willing to accept that it is Brendan Fraser singing that song. Right. Well, but I also found that the song... So, you know, they don't... Well, I guess they play it when they're on the stage, and that sounds different. Well, and it's the tape in the background, too. Yeah, they don't actually... Right. Well, yeah, they don't play it live on the stage. So I did find a thing that said that the Lone Ranger's hit single, Degenerated, is actually a song by the 1980s punk group Reagan Youth. Okay. So, but Degenerated isn't the same song, is it? Degenerated, Degenerated. I think it is Degenerated. And that's what they're singing in prison also? Yes. They okay. only sing one song. Right. Bill, do you recognize the callback of the prison scene? Uh, no. We've watched a movie with a prison music scene. We, hang on, like Goodfellas? <laughs> I'm trying to think. The what Blues Brothers. Prison? Oh, oh, okay. So sure. this is a, it's a trope. It goes back, so... Airheads is calling back Blues Brothers, which is calling back uh, live from San Quentin with Guy. Johnny Cash. Yes, Johnny Cash. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Were Were you hoping I would come up with the name Johnny Cash? <laughs> no, uh, I wasn't. I was drawing a complete blank. Is what I was doing. Which Which I probably should have because I lived in Folsom for two and a half years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, okay, well, I want to get to that, but I also want to say, how about White Zombie in this video? Right. This movie. Okay. It was awesome. I don't know who that is. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you that wasn't Rob even Zombie a drop. Is. That wasn't even a drop, people. That was I mean, authentic. I've heard of Rob Zombie as, like, isn't he? He's, like, in that vein of, like, corn and stuff. And Marilyn Manson and corn, like, musicians I didn't listen to. <laughs> okay. Right. And he was in a band called White Zombie. Rob Zombie was in a band called White Zombie? Yes. yes. That's lame. 
<laughs> Why is that lame? It's just dumb. Why? Why not just call it Rob Zombie? Well, you know what we could well, do. Right? We could really, we could really go down a path here with Bill and let him listen to some White Zombie and watch some Rob Zombie movies. Yeah. Ooh, I uh, like it. He might turn Ooh. into a different person. Maybe that's the Halloween special. October's going to be awesome. Yes. <laughs> I can't guys, hardly keep wait, listening, guys. Uh, Ooh, have you ever seen Can't Hardly Wait? Yes, I love Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> Uh, no, so, yes, uh, White Zombie, this is before White Zombie was big, like... So, wait, you said, did you see White Zombie in the movie? Yes. There's a whole band there? Yeah, they were performing at the Roxy. Winnie rips the oh, nipple is... ring out. That's the band that's playing. Oh, okay. Not the band that was performing in the, like, hula skirts at the other club. No. The, no, not those, those guys. guys. Were, those guys were posers. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, barely even. Uh, that was what were they called? The Sons of Thunder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Sons of Thunder. Um. So what I like about that part of White Zombie in that video or that movie, I keep saying video. It's weird because I watch it on video so often. Um, it really shows. Like I've seen Rob Zombie in concert a few times, and that's exactly what a show of his is like. And I like when they do that. You know. There's, I have two examples of that. I, I went and saw, I went and saw Triple X, the movie. Uh, have you ever seen that, Bill? Yes, I, I love Triple X. And funny thing, Triple X was written by the same guy that wrote Airheads. Really? Yeah, I looked it up. That's that's a wow. weird coincidence. Because all I was yeah. going to say was, I really like in the first, I think it's the first one. That's probably the only one I saw. Um, Rammstein is performing a concert in that video. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I saw them live, and I was like, "That's exactly what it's like." Because it's you're like, mm-hmm. "There's that's not what concerts are like." It's exactly no. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. That's like. And so my other funny thing about that is when I saw um, Ace Ventura for the first time. Right, you remember that scene, Bill, when he goes into that? Club? I've never seen Ace Ventura. Oh. Uh. <laughs> See, this these are the kind of movies Put that you gotta on get the him. List. <laughs> We kind of get them balanced out. This is what Airheads did. We're getting this weird wave of like, let's put them up to normal people's standards, get them on, you know, the same, we're on the same meds at this point. And then we can back it down to the classics. Um, So in that movie, he goes into this bar and there's a concert going on and it's this metal band. And they're just like, you can't understand anything they're saying. And it's crazy heavy. And I was just like, that's dumb. And I was like, oh, wait, that's Cannibal Corpse. That's exactly, that's how they, that's real music that people do listen to. Like, it's very interesting. But um, what I find interesting, too, about this movie is, you know, we kind of grabbed this one on a whim, but it has made me think about some things and remembering how, what kind of movies I used to like a lot. And this is, I like this style of movie, this real easy going down fun movie. But also, so where, I like to watch old stuff. Where guys are living in on the rocks. On the rocks, you know, doing their whole thing. <laughs> but These guys funny, were living on the rocks. <laughs> you saw that apartment, right? Um, yeah. I like, yeah. To go, I like to go back and watch old movies on my own time. Something Bill's never done before. And I've had a movie on my bucket list for like, I don't know, years. And it finally was streaming for free on HBO the other day. So I watched it. And it's called Dog Day Afternoon. Mm-hmm. Has anybody seen that before? Yep, I've seen that. No. All right, so I just watched it. So then I was watching Airheads the other day, and I'm like, "This, it's the exact same movie. They, It's from beginning to end. I mean, it's crazy. Like, in 
Dog Day has a it's not a comedy and it's not it's Al Pacino, about, right? Yeah. And there's he's robbing a bank, you know, for different reasons than the airheads are. But the people the gather around outside. Yeah. People gather around outside and they party and they're excited and they're cheering him on and he's asking for dumb demands and all and all that stuff happens in the movie. It's crazy how similar it was. I had to look it up just now and it, someone is like, Oh, I wanted to write another Dog Day Afternoon. Like, yeah, it was crazy <laughs> to realize how much it was similar to that. It's funny. There, there are movies that are like that, that pop up. Like, uh, I don't know. We've talked about it a bunch, but I don't know if it made it into the pod, but, um, PCU, right? PCU is, uh, Animal House. Yes. No. It is Animal okay. House, but yeah. it's not, right? It's, it's redone and rehashed enough, but there are movies throughout time that are like that, where it's like, we're going to make a movie that's not an homage, but it is in the same vein, the same idea. Yeah. It follows the same formula. Yeah. Right. So one of, one of the things I was, I was thinking about when we were watching Airheads, my, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this. My wife started to watch the movie with me. She sat down and she sat down right after the, uh, opening scene where he's trying to break into the recording studio, right? The record label, and so she came in right when the like girlfriend is like chewing him out and kicking him out of the apartment, right? right. And she sat down and I said, "Hey, I'm watching this for the podcast. Are you going to watch it with me?" And she goes, "There's no way I'm going to make it through this whole movie. <laughs> Just preview See, of coming attractions." And, but, and this is the problem. People no, hang need on. To give it a chance. Hang on. Hang on. I but, watched Forget Paris for God's sakes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, I hate you. I watched Pee Wee and I hate myself. Uh, watch it again. No, I can't. Uh, but this, it's funny because I have seen a movie called Empire Records, right? Which you guys have seen. Of course. I know yep. that. Um, yeah, and we're I, not impressed. I, right. I like that movie. I think that movie's fun. I think that movie's funny. I think it moves well through the movie. But when watching Airheads, I was like, this is the same movie it's the same feel right it's think about empire records you've got like the the record store that is going to be sold by the man and rebranded as like a corporate sellout record store and then you've got the guy that comes and like takes some hostage and then you've got this big like party thing where they're trying to gather all of the people and there's this big party going outside and they're trying to, you know, it's a little different obviously, but they're trying to raise enough money to save the record store. It's a very similar vibe and a very similar feel, like even to the point where the guy who holds him hostage Warren, you know, because he calls himself Warren Beatty, he uh, they're like, hey, when you get out of prison, you should come work here. You know, like it's it's got very similar threads and similar vibes. Yeah. Well, and I think there was a lot of those movies in the 90s, like these movies that just don't really they don't matter in the grand scheme of things. They were just really fun to watch. They were fun to sit down with your friends and laugh at or I'm sure have some drinks or do whatever you were going to do and just like enjoy what was happening on the screen. Um, they They don't all have to be, you know classics and gems like peewee <laughs> <laughs> well i i get what you're saying with the sentiment of the of the movie and i think uh, the feeling is there but the plot of airheads i think deviates from that just a little bit and it uh you know they're they're trying to get signed the whole motive of the movie is them trying to get a record deal and be rock stars 
They don't give a shit about the radio station. I mean, it sucks that the radio station's like going away, but they don't actually really care about it, right? Right, right. But it's it's that same like from it's the feeling. I, I get what you're saying. Right. It's the feeling. It, that's if you're looking at it as Chaz is the protagonist of this movie. But if you focus on Joe Montagna, like you should, yeah. His his story is the story of a guy whose record station is being turned corporate and how he's joining sides with these outsiders to, you know, buck the corporate offer. Because right. even though you say, like, their goal is to get signed, he he rejects getting signed yeah. in order well, and to also, stay true to what he believes. Also, you they, they foreshadow that in the beginning where he's, like, at the concert with the Sons of Thunder or whatever, and he's like, who are these guys? What is all this merch like? I don't give a shit. He's super jaded, and he's, like, chugging the the beer and the Pepto-Bismol at the same right. time. Yeah. You know, so yeah. obviously they're setting him up as to be receptive for this quote-unquote revolution that the airheads bring. But in the 90s, were just loaded with these, like, you know, everything was music-themed in the 90s, especially around here, right? That's yeah. why we watched all these movies. Yeah. You know, we watched Empire Records. We watched Airheads. We watched singles. Yeah. We watched you know reality bites even has you know their music stuff in it and it is what it is and i never saw any of those of course not well you said I you saw, saw empire one. records yeah you never saw reality bites or singles no uh we'll have to have a singles party probably if you know what i mean it's a it's little late for that it's not very good <laughs> but you know we'll do it anyway um he's gonna be tripping out about all the alice cooper songs are in that movie <laughs> wait now i'm confused <laughs> we know um, well, so speaking of 1994, Ryan, uh, or the 90s in general, Ryan, do you have any <laughs> questions about anything happening in the 90s? Whoa, it could be yeah. any so, year. Any year. <laughs> you know, I could just pick a year. Um, so, yeah, I have I have a few things um, about the 90s that we can talk about. Um, I pulled up the Billboard Hot 100 from the 90s, and it is a fucking jam. I bet okay, it is. Okay, now, hang on. Because, Rick, you were saying last time we did this with stepbrothers that you don't know years, right? No, I don't know years. And I was saying, like, I place them by where I lived or significant events. Mm -hmm. 1994 is an interesting one for me because my family had moved from Canada to Bellingham, Washington, and I uh, was getting ready to go to middle school, and I was going to go to public school. And I'd been homeschooled for the last two years. And the middle school that I was going to go to was being built. And that summer there was an accident with the construction crew when they were welding the roof and they burnt the whole school down. And so it was going to take a whole nother year to rebuild it. And they sent all the kids who were going to go there back to their original schools. And so my parents just decided to homeschool me one more year before high school. Perfect. So you definitely don't know what was happening. So no, no. the layers of the onion just keep getting peeled back. <laughs> well, 1994, I was in, I guess I was in middle school. As was I. Going into high school. It, it was, that was like eighth grade, right? Yes, eighth grade. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I have, I, I have a pretty good grasp on uh, that. The problem is I'm just going to be, I'm going to be off by a year or two, just like always. So uh, you want me to guess first? Is that the plan here? Uh, Well, so. And, this, and I'm, this... I'm amending this game, too, to say, if we guess a song that's in the top five, it's it counts as being good on us. I think if we guess a song that's on the list that was that year, <laughs> this, I yeah, win. Okay. I have to okay. tell you that I am going to read 
probably 50 songs off this top 100 that are all like solid songs. Well, maybe maybe we don't need to do that yeah, on the podcast. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, it is amazing to <laughs> maybe, me. Maybe put that in some deep dive content for the hardcore listeners. I'm, we'll put that on the Patreon. It's amazing to me how many songs I'm like, oh, that's a good song. Oh, that's a good song. That's a good song. Oh, I'm just saying. We forgot. We forgot. We need to advertise... Um, if anyone wants to subscribe to our other podcast, Ryan reads lists. We'll be dropping next Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, our our uh, other podcast speaking, called, called Listicles and Testicles. Speaking of lists and uh, breaks and advertising, uh, maybe this would be a good time before the list to take a break and go to our advertisers. That sounds brilliant. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Okay, I'm gonna refresh my drink. I have to pee. Ugh. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. What's it called? Um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah, check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. Okay, we're back from break. Um, Still here. So, on advice from my compatriots, I will not be reading all of the songs, which I think are bangers from 1994. But, listeners, look it up. There's a lot. Uh, Billboard Hot 100, 1994. Try and tell me there's not a playlist there. So, guys, I think we're going to go with um, Guess What Song Was Number One on the Hot 100 in 1994. 1994, and you're asking for a number one Hot 100 song. I'm going to guess three songs. What are you going to guess, Rick? <laughs> uh, depends on how your guesses go. So, wait, I got to do all three guesses before Rick guesses one? No, you can do one, and I'll okay. do one. So, I'm going to say The Cranberries Salvation. So, here's where you're going wrong. This is the Hot 100, Bill. That's how I can make the Hot 100, probably... I mean, if so, it's me way down on the list. Okay. Um, well, I'm just going to go with stuff I was exposed to in that year. So I'm going to, I think, see, here's where I think I'm off again. But I'm going to go with What's My Name by Snoop Dogg from Doggy Style, which might not have come out or might have already been out. So sometimes I'd be at Logan's house in 1994 and we would, when when his parents weren't around, <laughs> we'd sneak some MTV in too. Ooh. And some diuretics. Some diuretics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think, what was that? There was this song that was like, oh, man. <laughs> it was like, I'll see you when you get there, if you ever get there. You know, what is that? That's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was one of them. That yeah, was on weird, all the time. It's weird you picked that Coolio song as the hot Coolio song, but okay. Well, that's the one that was on MTV. That I remember. Oh, you, you don't you don't think that Gangsta's Paradise was ever on there? Yeah, yeah. TV? No, I was gonna I was gonna <laughs> guess that one too. Yeah, right. But that movie came out a little bit later, I think. So that was a movie. <sighs> Dangerous Minds. I never saw it. See, you just weren't. I don't think you were. How old are you? <laughs> He's a I boss gonna, baby. I, by the time this episode comes out, I will be forty or uh, on the cusp of it. 
but the movie knowledge of a seven-year-old. <laughs> I did just rewatch Wally yesterday, and it is awesome. Yeah, see, you keep watching cartoons. This it's is the so problem. good. This is the problem. This is where we're at. With the I wish I could get one of my kids to watch it with me. <laughs> Have you seen Idiocracy? No, I don't know oh. what that is. Oh, that's the same. It's like it's like Wally for grownups. <laughs> we are no we are true. living in idiocracy right now. Yeah. Um, so okay, so I, I I had a little uh, a little note on your two guesses. Um, both of the artists that you mentioned are on the top one hundred, but not for the songs that you mentioned. Well, I hadn't okay. guessed a second one yet, so I no, was going to say no, no. You guessed. You can't one. guess one of my oh, artists. I got you. Oh, I sorry. I didn't know the rules. <laughs> no, because because that's a hit. Maybe I can go back and find one. Okay. Okay. So I'm also one of my favorite songs that I was just starting to listen to, like non-Christian music at that time. <laughs> like that was when I was first listening to some of it, and one of the first uh, CDs that I ever got. That that wasn't like a mom and dad church approved CD was Bush 16 Stone and Machine Head was a really good song on that or maybe Glycerine. So when I go back and I think of my first Snoop Dogg guess, it's got to be Gin and Juice, but um, maybe not. I don't know, but it's all from that album. So I'm just going with albums here. But 1994, I think like. Was Snow still around or was he gone? But I'm going to say Snow Informer, even though I think that was earlier. I think that was like 92, but I don't know years. <laughs> so, And uh, I think if, if, I, if I was going to circle back on Cranberries, it would probably be like Linger or something like that then on the top 100. Okay, so um, Rick, Gin and Juice yes. is on the list in the top 100. And it is number 52. Ah, it wouldn't have even made Ryan's episode of Ryan Reads Lists. No. Uh, and then also the Cranberries, Linger. Wow. Is on the list at a number that I'm trying to find. They know gin and juice. <laughs> 49. Yeah. Ooh, it made I made it. the top 50. <laughs> None is, of you... Is, None is Mariah Carey on there? Uh, several times. Yeah, like Butterfly or uh, what's that? What was her like roller coaster fantasy daydream, something like that? Fantasy. Yeah, that was later. Okay, you guys aren't even close. I'm going to give you the top ten. Five. Okay, we'll take ten. ten. Wait, wait. Give us, Ryan, this is what Rick loves about this podcast is when I talk Lists? about what we should do. Yeah. <laughs> But here's what you should do. Read us the artists that are the top five and let us each try and guess what song it was. Ooh, okay. In order or randomized? In order. I will go from 10 to 1 in order of the top 10 songs on the Hot 100 of 1994. I like it. Uh, wait, real quick. Is this a chime in as fast as you can chime in with your name or are we answering in a round robin situation <laughs> we'll go round robin it'll go rick bill bill rick rick bill bill rick snake craft oh so you get to go twice in a row well no uh, so on num for artist number 10 it'll go rick bill for <laughs> why artist don't we number talk nine, about it some go more <laughs> so you get to go twice okay perfect let's yeah, go yeah that's fair because okay. you get to go first so this is rick bill right now yes okay 
This has to stay in, Ryan. Number 10, <laughs> Ace of Base. All that she wants. The sign? Oh, yeah, I that's what it's called. <laughs> Both wrong. <laughs> oh. Don't turn around. I don't know any. Oh. oh. Number nine, Ace of Base. The sign. <laughs> I I saw yeah, the sign. All that she wants. Rick wins. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Number eight. Ace of base. Brian <laughs> Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. Oh, I know this because this is from the soundtrack to the Disney version of The Three Musketeers. And it is. Oh, I know. I can sing the whole song. I have this CD. Um, it is. And the name of the song is? All for Love. Yes. Um, Sorry. I okay. take umbrage with this. Yeah. It was my turn, so I take that point. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you didn't know that. <laughs> Number seven. Come on, B-Dog. So wait, who's going first this time? I am, because you stole my point. Okay, I'll give it to you. Number seven. Tony Braxton. I don't know who that is. Unbreak my heart. Negative. Really? Breathe again. What is happening? Oh, I don't know what year it is. This okay, you get to go first this time, Number six. Who's keeping score? Uh, not me. The listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's two to zero, right? Or Yeah, it's two to zero. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories. I mean, I know the song. It's Oh, it's, just, it's called Stay. I just couldn't get the title for a second. I don't know who that is. And you say... I always do what I want to. Oh, okay. I've heard that song. <laughs> yeah, we know you have. Yeah, Rick gets a point. Number five, Mariah Carey. <laughs> okay, I just said a bunch of hers, and you told me fantasy was later. So this is the one where she goes up real high. Uh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> it's um, baby. Baby, I love you. I don't know. Nope. I'm going to go with Always Be My Baby. Nope. Hero. Jeez, really? Number four, Celine Dion. Celine Dijon. Who's going? Oh, it's you first, first Rick. My heart will go on. No, that doesn't make sense. No, oh, it's 1994. It's oh. uh, no, it's that one. I I know that one. It's uh, oh, I was five years too early. Too. Oh, that's Will terrible. You kiss me like this and hold <laughs> you like that. Do, 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 do. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. All coming back to me now. Oh, the power burn. of love. Oh man, I thought that was Huey Number Lewis. Number three. <laughs> it, it, it was is. Huey Lewis. <laughs> I didn't know she covered that. Number three. To it. Boys to men. And I go first on this one. You do? I, it's got to be the one that the Minions covered. Um, <laughs> they do the whole music video at the end of Despicable Me 2. Right? Um, uh, I've died oh, inside. What is that song? I've My died inside. Know. I don't... Uh, I just died inside? <laughs> I think it's very funny. Um, I, think that, I think Bill's also confusing the bands. This is, this is good. Well, oh, you think I'm thinking Backstreet Boys. Is that what they did? Nope. Nope, they did that also, but I think they did something else, too. Boys to Men, I don't know. 1994? Ugh. Okay, so does this mean that that Eddie Murphy movie was out that had the song On Bended Knee? No. 
Dang. That counts as a guess. I'll make love to you like yeah. you that is want the one. me to. And like the do not I... sing I'll make love to you. <laughs> but they, they don't sing it in English. They sing no, it in Minion. They, they sing hybrid of French and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. By all for one. Which not oh. even by them, but yeah. Okay. That's who you're yeah. Anyway. It's fucking bullshit that the next artist is <laughs> Oh, but I gotta one. go first. I no. swear. <laughs> you went first last time. I don't care. I'm taking a point. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. I, I get that one too. We're leaving this all in. This is all for the point of record. <laughs> okay, uh, fine. Number one, my last shot to get a point. Num- but isn't it weird he called wait, isn't it weird that he called the minions for a different movie than this <laughs> the next one on the list? What is happening in this world? I've the been number- so close. I, I'm counting this as a moral victory, especially if I get the number one. And a drum roll, please, for the number one. <laughs> the number one <laughs> artist for the number one single of 1994 is Ace of Bass. <laughs> is it the sign? I saw the sign. Rick, your guess? I don't remember what we've already guessed. How could Ace of Bass have three of the top ten? They were huge. Uh, Cruel Summer. I saw the sign and it yes! opened up my eyes. I, saw I'm, the I win. I win. You got, to, you got to go first and you stole one of my points. One of my you, answers. You didn't let me take it. I could have just, that just no. would have helped my flow. No, because starting at the very beginning of the list, I nailed the number one song. <laughs> yeah, but I would have been, I would have been going first in this if you hadn't stole my other answer. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like, it's like a debate. Right? The expectations are so much lower for me. If I get one right, the perception is that I won. <laughs> I guess. So well. I, I can't help but mes- mentioning a couple of these songs. Uh, Regulate, Nate Dogg and Warren G. Uh, Never heard of it. I don't, was Doggy Style out? Wait, yeah. was Snoop Dogg? Oh, Gina Juice is on the list. Yeah. Right. right. Um, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that meatloaf. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I should have interrupted there. Bill just said he's never heard the song Regulators. Or Regulate, Are you sorry. serious? Yeah, I don't. I have no idea what that is. Like, okay. How? That's like. There's not a more famous song than that. I don't right? have a clever comeback for that one. <laughs> What's the most famous song, Bill? <laughs> Just what's the what's the song like besides Happy, Happy Birthday? birthday. To you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so clever. The ABCs. <laughs> okay, perfect. This song is more known than that, but Ooh, I have no idea what that song is. Whoop! There it is. Uh, Loser by Beck. Uh, what's my name? Snoop Doggy Dog. Tootsie Roll. Uh. Yeah, it it goes on and on. It is amazing this list. Bill, did you ever go to a high school dance? Yeah. All these songs were played there. I didn't know any of the songs that were playing when I went to the <laughs> high school dance. <laughs> he wasn't listening yeah. to the music. Oh, okay, interesting. One, one time? Well, <laughs> do we have time for a, a high school dance story? I don't think Oh, yeah. Yes. Ryan doesn't mind. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, I just thought maybe this would come up later. Okay. So <laughs> this, this harkens to my, uh, the first time I ever kissed anyone. 
has to do with the high school dance. Okay, wait. Now, does Logan want to have the story out on the podcast? <laughs> no, this was I had I had already moved from Bellingham to uh, Illinois. Right, I was in Sycamore. I was uh, sixteen. And lean. <laughs> what? Nothing. Keep going. Okay, cool. <laughs> good. That's good. Uh, I was sixteen, and. Uh, I was like the new kid in school and there were a bunch of girls that wanted to ask me to homecoming. Why? Cause I was the new kid in school and it was this small rural farm town where there hadn't been anyone new in 10 years. When you were the <laughs> cool city boy. That yeah. In. Yeah. I was a West coast kid. <laughs> right. So this girl asked me to the homecoming dance and she was the first person to ask me. So I said, yes. Right. And then it was like a month and a half before the dance. It was way too early to commit to going to a <laughs> dance with someone that you're not dating. Right. <laughs> and so problematic. Yeah. Because there was this other girl who lived across the street from me and we started hanging out and like we would go on walks at night to walk her dog. And then after a while, the dog wasn't walking with us anymore. We were just going on walks. Right. And so then. Wait, what was the poor dog doing? Like he didn't need any exercise effort. Like you couldn't have just taken the dog along. It wasn't my dog. (laughs) That's terrible. So, so we go on this walk. The dog doesn't need to see this. What's the, what's the statute, statute of limitations on dog abuse? <laughs> Cause I think I just discovered some. Again, not my dog. Uh, I'm sure that dog's dead by now. Cause it's your dog. Um, you don't know that I don't reference. Know what that is. You ever seen Road Trip? Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay. No. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So, so. Me and the girl across the street are hanging out. And after our walk, we're like laying down in her front yard. It had this like hill. So we're laying in this hill, talking, looking at the stars as teenage kids are wont to do. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're talking and then she leans over and kisses me. Right. And this is my first kiss. And while she's kissing me, the girl that I'm going to homecoming with comes walking around the corner with her friends and sees us kissing in the other girl's yard. Awkward. And it became this big, like, awkward drama thing. And so then, like, a week later, we go to the dance, and it's all awkward. And I uh, I just – I spent most of the dance dancing with a balloon. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have guessed that initially, actually. <laughs> I think if you would have said yeah, – I just guess like, the – Three people I could have went to the homecoming with. I would have number two would have been ballooned. I think girl number one, girl number two, or a pink balloon. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I grabbed this balloon and just started dancing with it, and everyone thought it was funny. Maybe they were laughing. Did you get a date to the next dance? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Neither oh, one of those girls though. <laughs> right. Huh. Okay. Well, I have a lot of dance stories so maybe we'll save them for when we watch another movie we'll have like dance dance corner that could be a segment <laughs> sounds amazing let's let's wait let's save that okay. for our other new podcast wallflowers <laughs> sure and you don't know if it's gonna be about the band or a high school dance. it probably won't be about the band <laughs> that's a band uh, you love the wallflowers don't lie 
Tell me, tell I me, don't, don't like. I don't. Tell me, that. you don't like one headlight. That's right up your alley. I I don't. I've never heard it. That with one headlight. Sense. Now you've heard not it. ringing any bells. <laughs> nope. Okay. I okay, heard Ryan weird. cover it. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Nineteen ninety four. Top 25 best movies of 1994. Guys, do you have a guess on something that came no, in the top the, Who's five? deciding the best? Yeah, no, we're supposed to be talking about... We're supposed to be Academy talking about best picture. Specifically. Who won best because, picture in 1994? Because we know, we know that Bill can't guess what a good movie is to save his life. Right, was it Forget Paris? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, I know it wasn't Airheads. <laughs> hey, so while Ryan's looking that up, I need to talk about... The best thing. I think you might have mentioned it earlier. I'm not sure. But in Airheads, that Beavis and Butthead cameo is the most amazing thing in the world. Because that was like Beavis and Butthead time of my life when in my high school, I mean, I felt like half the people didn't know their own voices anymore because they just talked like Beavis and Butthead the whole time. It was amazing. Bill, you knew that was Beavis and Butthead? I knew it was Beavis and Butthead, yes. I didn't watch Beavis and Butthead. Obviously, wasn't allowed to, but right. I was familiar. I mean, they they were so everywhere. And like you said, everyone did the voice, so you kind of knew what they were about. Right. Um, that's that's a really funny thing to put into a movie like that, especially, you know, a music-themed movie with those kind of guys. And that's what Beavis and Butthead are into. Well, I, um, I like, too, that, that they actually shit on them. Like, oh, we saw you guys at the wheel well, and you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> Like, not only do they are they in the movie, but they also shit on the band. Right. Okay. So I I am now prepared to talk about movies in 1994. I apologize <laughs> to all of the listeners for being a uh, lackluster member of the team and really letting everyone down hey. with my preparation. It's fine. We all know who edits this thing. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, you everything. can't you can't do as much work as me and Bill do for prep. I eventually watched this movie. It was great. Okay. 1994. 1994. Okay, so now Best I'm real confused movie, again. According to the Academy of whatever the fuck they're called. Okay, this is Best. one of two in my head, but it could be neither. Um, I have a question. I, you know I don't know years. <laughs> when a movie comes out in 1994, is it the 1994... Academy Awards is nineteen ninety five Academy Awards. I think it's I think it's ninety five. So like Airheads would qualify for the nineteen ninety five Oscars. I mean I don't know if it would. <laughs> <laughs> the sixty sixth Academy Awards, occurring Monday March twenty first in nineteen ninety four, are honoring movies released in nineteen ninety three. Okay. Okay. So. Okay, so now that really throws off my whole shebang. Would you like me to look at 1995 honoring movies in 1994? No, the reason I no, said 95... I'm feeling good about the 94 Academy okay. Awards. Okay. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure 1995 is Pulp Fiction, right? I mean, save that for when we watch a movie in 1995. <laughs> okay. Oh, Pulp Fiction didn't win. Wait, did it? it didn't win Best Picture. This is really good audio. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. You want to hear my guess? Yeah. Forrest Gump. Okay. And Bill? I think he's wrong. I think that was later. Um, I, I'm going to go with a movie that 
was the first movie I ever saw that I had read the book of that was they, released around that time. They made a book out of that? Yep, yep, exactly. So I'm I'm throwing back to the quote in Airheads, and I'm going to say that it was Jurassic, Testament? Jurassic Park. You are both incorrect. Naturally. <laughs> Duh. The best picture honoring 1993 movies was Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's a bummer. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good movie. What, what else was nominated? Uh, the other nominees were The Fugitive, Ooh, In the Name one. of the Father, The Never Piano, and Never The of Remains it. of the Day. Never heard of it. Can't believe right. The Fugitive lost to Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Um, Did Schindler's List have anyone going, it wasn't me, it was the one-armed man? <laughs> I mean, they could have. So, maybe something like that? Yeah, they said one bald man, though. It was different. Um, so, also, did we? how come we didn't talk in your heads about the 90s and how easy it was to hack into anything in the world with just an ATM card? <laughs> <laughs> In or Terminator 2, they yeah. Terminator 2, they did <laughs> right. it. They've done it in Airheads now. I'm waiting to see what's going to come up next. But it, should... it didn't work in Airheads. But they knew it was a thing, so they tried it. Yeah, they tried <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, if your card fits, yeah. put your ATM in there. If it fits, I sits. <laughs> um, I like I like that he's like, oh, well, that didn't work. I'm just going to blow some Coke in there. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Right. I'm just going to take this straw full of Coca-Cola and just blow it in the slot. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you should have like took a whole straw full of coke and blew it in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! It didn't work, guys. All right. Well, I think you guys know what it's time for, don't you? Yeah, I think it is time for that. I, I do. I think it's time. We should probably get to the clamometer. Oh yeah. I think we're gonna keep it. <laughs> unique New York. Unique New York. Let's make this whole thing the drop. Just a bunch of shit cut together. I almost did a spit take. I don't know why the clamometer sounds like bongo drum. <laughs> Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and uh, I mean clamometer and homework. I said kilometer. Time for the clamometer, boys. We we might need to cut that a little bit shorter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, the listeners have come to expect uh, it now. It is the signature. I guess so. Podcast. I guess so. I, I mean, I could put yes. some more of okay, your bullshit so, in there. Well, there's plenty of it. <laughs> I don't have a clever comeback for that one. <laughs> do uh, do we need to review what else is on the clamometer? I think we need to review what you think of this movie because you've barely spoke up the whole time. That's true. I, I've been I've been putting in my two cents here and there with without kind of revealing how I feel about this movie. So let me let me circle back to it. Um, <laughs> this is the part where I ask. This is the part where I ask: Am I supposed to say it first, or are you supposed to say it first? This is the part of the podcast where we call. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. And we're just going to ask each other what we're doing. This is the part where I forget every time whether I'm supposed to go first or you guys are supposed to go. Here's what we're going to do. Bill, I'm I'm going to want you to talk about how you thought about this movie. 
And then, Bill, you're going to review everything that's on the Clomometer. And then Rick and I are going to talk about where we thought you put this on the Clomometer. So here's the thing about this movie. I had no idea what what it was going into it. I think uh, I think I guessed that it was about a guy flunking out of college and that his friends were going to help him cheat to uh, stay. So they right on there. I had no it. idea where this movie was going, which was kind of fun. It's like um, I imagine it would be fun for you guys to see this movie again for the first time, right? When you don't know what's coming and what it's about. Um, like I said, my wife sat down during the. Uh, uh, him getting kicked out of the apartment by his girlfriend scene and was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch this movie. But she ended up staying through the whole movie and watching the whole thing with me. Nice. And we were we were both laughing out loud multiple times during this Shut movie. Up. It, it was it was hilarious. It was fun. The writing was good. The acting was good. The. uh and and it like they totally at the end didn't do the shit that I was talking about with Step Brothers. They didn't try and make it meaningful or try and make it realistic. It just got crazier and crazier and crazier to them like helicoptering in the stage. Yes, right. <laughs> right? That's the stupidest that, thing, but it's so it was, perfect. But it was great because it completely. It was like, hey, you don't have to believe that this happened. We're just having fun with this movie, and ultimately, guys. I loved this movie. Yes! I, this, I thought yes! this was the yes! best movie that you guys have picked out yet. The podcast is over. The podcast okay. is over. But, no, Bill, oh, man. So this is what we were talking about. That We need to get on this base where we are. This is where we live. This is what has always spoke to us, right? Right. And see, this movie, it holds up like... It was like, and it was so fun. It was like as if I was watching Tommy Boy or Happy Gilmore again for the first time, right? Where I didn't know the lines. I didn't know what was happening, but everything in it was like fun and funny and the action built and there was no 20 minute dead space at the end. Like the the back and forth fight with his girlfriend when she comes <laughs> into the radio station. Yeah. And like that was great because it was just like, oh, everyone's crazy and we don't need to pretend that this is gonna like be emotional or serious. I I thought that this was I mean, it it like you said, it wasn't meaningful. It's not like yeah. a great cinematic work, but it might be the perfect example of what a good comedy is. Um, well, so I guess we should get to our guess yeah. of where this ranks on the kilometer. So, you know, how'd you calibrate you to, that? You have to understand we don't think very highly of you or your opinions. Oh, I understand. Uh, Ryan, do you have your score? We didn't need I a do. podcast. We didn't need a podcast for me to understand we've, that. We've already uh, established that I'm completely unprepared for this podcast. So I remember uh, when we spoke about assigning this movie. Um, I kind of black out most things after I say them, but I do remember saying that Bill's not going to know any of the references in this movie. He's not going to like any of the music and he's going to be annoyed by a bunch of the people. I think probably something like that. Yeah. And, and he's not going to, he's not going to relate to these guys in any way. And I gave it a 53 degrees. So then Ryan, in his infinite wisdom came in at 48 degrees, <laughs> just five degrees lower than me. Because, 
so what we did, we both wanted to put it, I think, at f- like 51. We were like, well, he's not – oh, I think I did it wrong because I was going to even go lower because I said – no, I said you like it a little bit better than the Blues Brothers. And Ryan's like, the music's not as good, so there's no way he's going to – you know. We figured <laughs> Blues Brothers-ish. It's a very Blues Brothers-ish movie. So we kind of ranked it around so that much better. vicinity. It was so much better than the Blues Brothers. Well, I think it's time to hear it. So that being said, guys, I gave Airheads an 83. 83? Jeez, just under yes, Forget it, Paris. It is hot, smoking, just under Forget Paris. Wow. Okay, you're, wait, now, okay, now we need to talk about something. You're telling me that Forget Paris is better than Airheads? Yes. Oh, you're out of your gourd. Again, but hang on. I'll say when, when we talked about Forget Paris, I, I put it at 85 before rewatching it and rewatching it with the like standards that we put of no nostalgia. I probably actually would have put it around 80. Um, I would say Airheads is, is on par, on par wow. with Forget wow. Paris. And I will, I will definitely watch it again. It's hot. Okay. Well, how are you going to do that? <laughs> Can't fight it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if, if you had to, to I guess we know you've seen this. Player. We know you've seen this movie before. So where where do you put? If you had to throw some on the kilometer, where would you put Wayne's World? Um, I'd put Wayne's World probably in the like seventy five range. I think so this, this is better than Wayne's World. Okay, and they're both similar movies. I mean. You know, same kind of people. They are. In a way. They are. Okay. Right. Interesting. All right. I, well, I think Wayne's World has its moments too, but Wayne's World, Wayne's World also drags a bit. Well, my mind is blown. I don't know if I can continue any further. I, I feel so, um, I feel so much hope for the future that we were able to pick a movie that Bill didn't shit on. Yeah, it's crazy. No, like I actually liked I was I was impressed. I was. Well done. Well, it's, so it's fun to find a gem. Let's let's talk about that. Not everyone agrees <laughs> that this movie <laughs> is a gem. <laughs> yeah, how how does this rank on Rotten Tomatoes, guys? Um Oh, probably terrible. So, on Rotten right, Tomatoes. And that's what I'm saying. Rotten Tomatoes is garbage. Well, here's the thing about Rotten Tomatoes that I'll go with. I don't love Rotten Tomatoes um reviews on comedy. I think it's really hard to judge comedy. It's so subjective. It is very subjective. All the time. Um I would say Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, twenty-three. But the audience score is at fifty. So I think when you see that discrepancy between the audience and the critics, you know there's something going on there. And then if you yeah. go to IMDB, they're saying it's a six point one out of ten. So that's pretty high for IMDb. I think. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of like, you know, fart sniffing going on with the uh with the critics just not wanting to enjoy a fun movie. Um and then also looking back on it like you said, Bill, about Rotten Tomatoes where this is 1994. Rotten Tomatoes didn't exist. These guys are right. writing this review in 2005, 2006. Looking back on it and just like, oh, Brendan Fraser, you know, just right. like you're you're judging it based on what other people have done or right. what, you know, you're comparing it to something. Um, I think you guys should go. Have you either one of you seen Dog Day Afternoon? Yep. No. Okay. Right. I mean, like, 
you I don't know if I don't think we'll ever assign it to you. It's good, but you should go watch it and just be like how similar a movie it is. Like I was just thinking we forgot to talk about this point too. Um you know, there's two Ghostbusters in this movie. Right. Remember when Harold Harold Ramis is in it too, yes. and he's the cop yes. who's trying to come the in. Fake he's the Lenny is exactly. God. Yeah. You know, thing. And uh that scene happens in Dog Day Afternoon. They try and sneak a fake cop in. It's I mean, it's the whole thing, it's crazy. Anyway. Um Okay, well I'm I am i am sword. <laughs> Hey, so hey, every I week think, I think we have some uh emails from our listeners, right? We need to get to mailbag. Yes. Yeah. Um so we've had uh, an email from a listener. Um uh, I think her name is Erika. <laughs> Erika? Erica. Er- it's Erica. It's Erica. Okay. Uh, Hi Erica, sorry. thanks uh, for listening. I I have, you know, how how did you hear about us? Me, yeah. Yeah. I have reading issues so it's my fault yeah I apologize. Um, i'm gonna read the email from erica she says guys here's the first email for your account that didn't come from the ig notifications team or the gmail welcome email here are some suggestions for movies sick burn almost famous american psycho fear and loathing in las vegas these should make for interesting conversation and beat peewee on the clamometer p.s well bill you are a psycho for not loving Pee-wee. He is the best. Thanks for an interesting Monday okay. jogs, Erica. It's not not hard to be Pee-wee. Uh, but uh, what were those movies? American Psycho. Almost, almost famous, famous. And Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I've never seen I've never seen any of those. Okay, well, so here we go. So here's what I'm thinking. We're riding high right now. I feel real bad. I feel real bad for taking an audience, a listener suggestion today. Cause how are we going to find another 80, another eighties movie? Yeah. I and mean, there's no chance it's happening. Like lightning is not going to strike twice in one place, but if it was going to, I think out of those three movies, um, I, the only one that has a shot is almost famous. I would agree with think, that. Yeah, I think the other two are going to, they would be fun to watch, but I think we have to really think about when we let him watch those movies. He's not ready for those movies yet. No. Either one of them. That's, yeah, that's definitely further down the line. And, uh, I think Almost Famous is going to be a nice romp. It'll, it it won't be offensive. Okay. But I don't think we're going further. Right. We're going to watch Almost Famous. And I should tell you what I think it's about based on the title, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. That's part of the game. So, I think I have seen the cover for this, and it's like a girl in sunglasses, right? She's wearing, like, aviators. And uh, I don't know who it is. It, it looks like, um, what's her name? What's the name? I kind of like her. She's uh, she's in a bunch of stuff, has a low oh, voice. she's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's not... Amy Adams, but it's the, I, I like her. She's, she's a good actress. Okay. Can't think of it. Can't think of it. All right. She was in that tennis movie with Steve Carell. Um, ScarJo? But, uh, oh, no, Steve Carell. Uh, Battle of the Sexes. Oh, right. You know, you know what I'm uh, talking about? Is it, yeah, is I it didn't... Emma? Uh, nobody knows what you're talking about. You didn't see the tennis movie where she was, I think, did she play Billie Jean King? Yeah, and I didn't was, watch that movie. Uh, about, I know what movie you're talking about, oh, and you're wrong. That great. Yeah, I bet it is. I just haven't had okay. time to watch well, it yet. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. 
Okay. That's who it is. Okay, so Emma Stone. So that's who I think. I think, so yeah, it's Emma Stone. So, so here's what I think it is. Almost famous. It's, it's a non-musical version of La La Land. Same thing, right? She wants to be an actress. She moves to Hollywood. She's trying to make it. And it, it's, it's one of those like movies that, that people in Hollywood think is really cool to show, like, cause they want people to know how hard it is. Right. So where like, she's going to go on auditions and she's going to be like taken advantage of, and she's going to be a waitress at three places and trying to get by and things like that. And, and she never, never quite makes it. So it's about like struggling in LA and it's about those like little known actors and actresses that never really make it big. It's going to be a coming okay. of age slice of life story of Emma Stone trying to be an actress. All right, love it. Uncanny. Nailed it. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is the part of the podcast where I go away for a while, and you guys uh, talk about this movie and how much you think I'll hate it or love it. Bye, Bill. Bill has put his headphone down, and he's going to play some hearts. Or do something else annoying and not notice when we tell him to come back. Um. So Ryan, yes, I like I said, I still don't know what I'm. My head is spinning. I'm. Yeah. I. I did not anticipate this at all. I thought everything we would propose to him would be shitty, unless it was a Pixar movie. Uh. Yeah. Well. Okay. What do you got? Let's just let's break this down. So here's the thing about Almost Famous. All Face is a good movie. Yeah. Very serviceable. Yeah. Um, lots of little cameos, lots of people in it he'll recognize, you know. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Keeps rolling. Like, there's a lot of things going on. And the other thing is it's very, um, it's it's a really easy, digestible movie, right? Yeah. It's, it's not, I wouldn't call it family friendly, but it's really, everyone's going to like it. It's got the Forrest Gump vibe. Right. It's, it's like he said, Airheads was. That it's, there's no forced point. There's no, uh, there's no story at the end. Like, it's just not, but not in the way that it's like, oh, you need to feel something. It's just like, it evolves naturally. Right. It it feels natural, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, going back to the music, we find out, you know, the hard way that he likes the music in Days and Confused. So I, he's going to have to like the music in Almost Famous, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he will like the music in Almost Famous. So that being said, I think I have a number here. Yeah, I think I have my number as well. I, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go first. I'm, I'm gonna okay. throw it down there, and Bill's brushing his teeth really weirdly, kind of aggressively. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come in at a seventy-three. Oh, okay. Here's the deal. Did I land right on your spot? That was going to be my answer also. But (laughs) I've been waffling back and forth. Um, 73 beats Terminator 2. Mm -hmm. I I don't think... I think he might. I don't don't think he's going to have quite as much fun as he would watching T2. So I'm going to go with my other answer to make it a little more even here. And I think he's going to come in at a 66. Okay. I think it's it's good to have our uh, scores be a little bit different. Yeah, we don't want to come in the same because we're never going to nail it. Right. Um, the head your bets. probably way off. Yeah. This might be another peewee. Who knows? <laughs> so wait, uh, let refresh my memory. What is the gulf between peewee and the next lowest? 
Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly is 42%. I can't believe that's the lowest. Yeah. Yeah, his low, his, his most hate, his second most hated movie has been the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's a, no, it's crazy. He's a truly Air- broken man. I know. But I mean, Airheads, I, I mean, I love that movie too, but like, the thing is, uh, no one else in the world's going to agree with us, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> right. I'm okay with it, yeah. but no one else is going to like it, yeah. so it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't put it at 73. I enjoy it, but I don't think it's 73. Well, he put it at 83. Well, yeah, okay. I said, (laughs) I was predicting 73 for almost 83. I wouldn't put it that high for sure. It's good. (laughs) I enjoy it, but uh, yeah. Anyway, let's bring big, let's bring, uh, Bill back and wrap this shit up. See, like, he's looking at his screen like he can see it. Oh, no, he's frozen. (laughs) Oh, really? There he is. Hi, Bill. Hey, are we back? Still hey, here. how's it going? Are there we back? Go. Yes, we have oh, uh, I mean, I, yeah. done our secret Santa shit. And uh, now it's time to wrap up. Is that up what it's called? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, my mind's blown. I don't know what just happened over the last hour or so, but... Uh, I am so happy we found a movie that Bill hasn't seen that he actually liked. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up on that because I don't think we can get much better than that for this week. Uh, Rick, you have anything um, to leave us for this week? Uh, no, just send us some emails. Let's get some more suggestions. These are fun. Um, I'm excited to watch this uh, Almost Famous again and talk about it on the next week. And I promise to be the same objective... Uh, truth dealer with the listeners that I have been with these two schmucks. So uh, I'll give it a fair shake. Well, I I, uh, I really want to thank all the listeners out there. We really do appreciate that uh, you're listening to our little podcast. And uh, uh, I hope that you can share it with anybody that you think would enjoy it. Um, you know, uh, we count on you to help us grow. And uh, please take a minute to check out our socials. We are on Instagram at Education of Bill. We're on Twitter at Miseducation of Bill, and please email us at miseducationofbill at gmail.com. Uh, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and like us on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on all the major podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find your podcasts. Uh, special thanks to Wyatt Only and The Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. Um, we're going to close out this podcast with a brand new song they just released. Um, check out the new video on YouTube. Uh, see them on Spotify and then uh, also check them out at woatw.com for Wyatt Only in the Wreckage. Um, guys, it's been fun. Um, good luck with the snow this week and we will talk next week. And make sure you know that new song is called Trauma Queen. Sounds like something I can get behind. <laughs> Alright. Bye. Bye. You beside, know that you can't feed off dead heart.
Another drink. 